Of all the parables, this one by far is probably the most popular one that people know, the parable of the prodigal son. However, I think there's actually a better title for it, as many scholars have pointed out before. It should be called maybe the parable of the prodigal father, the merciful father. We actually stop and, and see how loving, how merciful, how caring this father is. And we know who this father represents in the parable. God the father. You can also look at this a couple different ways. It's important to remember who is Jesus speaking to when he addresses this parable. He's speaking to uh, the tax collectors. So he's speaking to the sinners. And the Pharisees, the ones who are supposed to be holding up the Jewish religion, question Jesus. Why do you dine with sinners? Why do you welcome them? Why do you, why do you eat with them? Why do you extend yourself to them? Do you not know that they are sinners? And of course, we know who the sinner is, at least at first, in this parable. We see it in the son, the younger son, who leaves the father behind, takes his inheritance, and goes away and spends his life in what way? In a life of dissipation. Squanders it all. And longs to even eat the food, the pods that the swine are eating. Now, for a Jewish person, you don't associate with swine. They're unclean. They make you unclean. You can't even eat pork. And so this would have been very, very, very offensive to anyone even hearing this, that this person is in such dire straits that they're longing to eat the pods for the swine food. So who is that person? And this parable. Who is that younger son? Well, in a certain way, we can look at it as being, well, the Gentiles could be the, uh, the, 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 the ones who have the Samaritans, the one who have left the true religion. They've left it all behind. Remember, in the beginning, we have Adam and Eve. And even with Israel, we have the 12 tribes of Israel. And yet now, we, we see in Jesus' time, all these tribes who have broken off so we see it that way. We also see all those who have sinned. And yet we know that God the Father wants to welcome them back. Even though all that they have done to harm the Jewish religion. All they have done to, to harm God. And yet Jesus is extending himself to them. As dining with them. And not only that, he wants to welcome them back. You who once were lost have now been found. And yes, to celebrate with the fattened calf. Of course, we can also see who that prodigal son is, that, that younger son is in this, in this parable as well. That's usually, whenever we read this parable, we usually put ourselves there as well that we too have fallen away from the Lord. And yet he welcomes us back over and over and over again. And he wants to hold us in his embrace. But then we have the elder son. 
And who's the elder son in this parable? Well, we could definitely say that might be, well, the Pharisees. Here they are trying to obey God, obey the law, sometimes even getting too caught up in the letter of the law. But they're not actually doing anything other than obeying. And if all you do is obey, what are you missing? You're missing love. And we see this with the elder son. When the father comes out and says, come, come to this feast, come and rejoice with me. Your, your, your brother has been lost and now has been found. How does he respond? He says, and you know this is not a good way to start any conversation with the parents, by the way. Look. All right, what are we looking at, right? Look, all these years I served you. Not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. Do you catch that last part? With my friends. He doesn't want to feast with his father. He doesn't want to be with his father. He doesn't actually, he's not in love with his father. He obeys him, but in a certain sense is just like the younger son. He's left him behind and all he cares about is his inheritance. He doesn't want to live truly in his love. The Pharisees, we see this. And even for ourselves, so often, we too can be like the elder son. You see, God is inviting us, each and every one of us, into a relationship with him. And he wants to love us. He wants to dine with us. He wants to break bread with us. He wants to embrace us. But so often, we don't actually enter into that full union of love with God. Yes, we may obey him. Maybe that's why you're here this morning. Well, I have to go to Mass on Sunday. But do we love it? We love entering into prayer. We love spending time with him, abiding with him, living with him, and letting him live with us. This is how good our Father is. He'll do anything for us. He gives his only begotten Son. He longs for us to experience his love. Why? Because he cares for you. Because he cares for me. Because he cares for each and every one of us. And he longs once again to be with you and for you to be with him. How great a father do we have? And so today I just invite you, invite you into that embrace that God the Father wants to give to each and every one of us. Invite you to be, to be crowned in a certain sense and dressed in the same way as that younger son.
with the robe, with the ring, with the sandals, to come and dine with God in that fattened calf, to be in that embrace, and just to spend time with him and to open yourself up to that love, the love of a father that loves us greater than we can even love ourselves, cares for us more than we can even care for ourselves, and always is longing for us. Come, come and experience and abide and rejoice in his love.